0: Welcome in A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham today. Make sure you follow us all over social media, uh, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports.network and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, head to Lebanon for your new ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, Calvin and Settle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings. CalvinandSettle.com and the Bone & Joint Institute, Bone & Joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So we're going to get questions asking, Hey, where's Zach? Uh, yeah. Well, where the hell is Zach again? All right. Whenever Zach is not here for the foreseeable future, uh, <laughs> he is not on vacation. As Jared says, he's not on vacation. Uh, so he is in Dallas again. We are growing a business in Dallas and that does take boots on the ground from time to time. So, Zach is back in Dallas for the next few days. I believe the plan is for him to be on the show uh, tomorrow and Friday at minimum for this. Alex saying he put in his 2 weeks. So Zach funny. is a co-owner of the business <laughs> with me. He is in Dallas helping us launch that market, which takes a lot of work. And the show, frankly, takes up uh, several hours of our morning. So uh, while he's in Dallas, at least for today, he's getting organized. He'll be back Uh, Tomorrow, so uh, we will get uh, to this topic at hand with Julio Jones uh, and what uh, he did at practice yesterday. And the Titans are making cuts, and I did see somebody said in the comment section that the cuts have already began with yeah, uh, and Hopkins. Yeah, which uh, Luke, I'll let you kind of talk about him a little bit. But uh, a, a running back they added last week after he got cut by the Jags, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah, he was kind of a stud in that preseason game that they played on Saturday against the Bears. I remember uh he got his first couple of carries. I was sitting next to to Terry McCormick and we were like, you know, looking at our flip chart, who's that guy? And by the end of the game, we were joking like you can't stop Javian Hawkins, you can only hope to contain him. Uh I don't know, he certainly made the most of his opportunity, but this was always destined to happen, I believe for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you join a team uh, in the the tail end of the preseason, it's uh, very difficult for you to hang
1: on. So without the the coronavirus, he would have never played in that game.
0: Right, and I'll say this: I have one Hawkins memory uh, for him in a Titans uniform, and it was at practice on. I guess it was Thursday at practice. The the running backs were going through pass protection drills where Tony Dews the head, the running backs coach was holding a, a pad and he would step into a hole and the running backs would come and you know shoot their hands yeah, and punch yeah. for uh, a pass protection drill and they were going through it and you know he was like punch Tony Dews in his booming deep voice was punch. like punch Hawkins is so small that Tony Dews joked that his that he he, he pass protects like a bee sting. <laughs> so I thought that was a really funny way to put it saying that. Yeah. Like a bee sting right there with Hawkins. So so he's cut.
1: I've I've spent so much time around that running back group over the last four years because of Derek, that I could probably do a pretty great Tony Dews impression if I was asked to. We all could, probably.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. So Ethan Randy says, are y'all having a roster cut reaction show? That'll be A to Z Sports primetime because Buck comes on (laughs) tonight. And so we'll have the roster cuts. So we'll get to that here in a second. Amy asks, COVID list will affect cuts. Do we know when they'll come back from COVID? So we will talk about that. Uh, and the strategies of how the Titans can use that to their benefit again uh, when uh, we after we talk about this Julio update. But, Luke, you were at practice yesterday. You got video of Julio Jones back at practice. Tell me why this is a major step for Julio Jones to be back at practice yesterday.
1: Yes. So it is a major step for Julio Jones to be back at practice because even though he was physically – like out there last week and wearing a jersey, he was still in the return-to-play protocol, as Mike Vrabel likes to call it. He was on the third field, and, and those of you who are, are diehard Titans fans or, or diehard A to Z folks, right? you guys know what the third field is. Austin, you perhaps better than anybody know what the third field is. That is the off-limits area where the injured players who are working their way back do very minimal work, typically with Todd Torselli, who is the Titans uh, director of sports medicine, and and Frank Piriano, who's the, the strength and conditioning coach. So what happened yesterday was Julio Jones was no longer a third field guy. He was a main field guy. He was doing the same workouts that A.J. Brown and Chester Rogers and, and Mason Kinsey and all of those guys were doing. And, and so, yeah, he, he was out there last week but he wasn't out there fully. Now he is out there fully. I don't know if he did team drills. We have to leave before that starts, and there's no yep. injury report quite yet. Uh, but he got real work in yesterday, not just conditioning return-to-play protocol stuff.
0: Yeah, so let's go ahead and play you guys a video that Luke got at practice yesterday of Julio, and you guys can be the judge of you know how healthy he actually looks. <laughs> So there's Julio there working on some drills that they do in wide receiver individual. And I think Dom nails it. He says, I see why they keep Julio out of practice. The dude practices violent. LOL. Yeah. I mean, you can hear his feet just cutting the turf. It's pretty nuts uh, of how explosive and how violent Julio Jones uh, is out there at practice. And so, you know, he looks healthy to me. And again, those are just a few drills, but Luke, you I've seen, those drills, you know, 15-plus times uh, so far this month of August. And it just looks different when Julio and A.J. do those drills oh, compared yeah. to when the other guys are doing those drills.
1: Well, and, and there's even a difference between Julio and A.J. because A.J. is a really good player. But what you have to remember with Julio Jones is what you're talking about, right, with the, the explosiveness and the fact that, you know, you, you hear his feet cut on the grass. I remember the very first time he was out there back in, what, May, How uh, sort of in awe everyone was at what he was able to do. Yeah, he's on a different level. I know he's 32 years old, but you know, there's a level of separation between the talent of Julio Jones and the talent of AJ Brown, both really good players. But you got to remember with Julio Jones, we're talking about like one of the 10 best receivers to perhaps ever put on a football helmet. Like he's in that class of the elites of the elites. And it's sort of the Rob Gronkowski syndrome. You know, we talk about Gronk always being hurt in his career. It's because the weak and limited human body was not created to exist in the way that Rob Gronkowski's body does. Julio Jones very similar. Just this this physical freak of nature. He he, you know, he looks like a falcon. He was a falcon, and he looks like a falcon, just like the actual bird. (laughs) Yeah, with these long arms and these long legs, but also like thick and and built. It's just it, it's a different level with Julio Jones, and and we saw it yesterday, which I think is a good sign for his status.
0: Sure, no doubt. Steph says his cuts hurt my ACL. Just watching yeah. Nicholas <laughs> says practice how you play. Tightest life says gents. Julio's fine. He looks like someone who hasn't practiced in a while. And then a G man with the oldest man comment you could possibly make. Can athletes not function without background music? I roll emoji. Like how old are you, G man? What <laughs> and and you like you're G man on bass, meaning you play the bass, you play music. Uh, yeah, practice is better with music. I, I, as a media member, prefer that to happen.
1: Uh, did Butch so, Jones have music at practice? Does,
0: oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, he did. But, you know, practice is better with music. That's just – that's Kevin says, okay, Boomer. Exactly. It's ridiculous there. All right, so A to Z Sports uh, here live. I do think a, a comment. Pauly says, great to see, dangerous. Can't wait to see this offense clicking on all cylinders, which kind of leads us to our question, Luke, because – it's great to see Julio Jones back. And I, I do think it's a great thing to see him be actually practicing and not in the return-to-play protocol, return-to-practice yeah. protocol. Yep, but yep. we don't know if this offense is clicking. We don't know when it might click because Ryan Tenhill hasn't practiced in about a week at this point. He's been That's on the COVID great. list, and his last practice was what? Was it Tuesday? Was it a week ago today?
1: I think it was Tuesday because I believe that's when he spoke to the media and they did not practice on Wednesday.
0: That's right. So it's been right at a week for Ryan Tannehill to be on the COVID list and no practice, which kind of aligned with Julio Jones returning to practice. So here's our question because we got, we guys, this is fun. This is the last day of August. Tomorrow's September, which is really exciting. And that means we're 13 days away. From Titans versus Cardinals. The Titans have counting today, and Ryan Tannehill's still on the COVID list as of right now. The Titans have six or seven practices, seven max practices left before that week one game. So our question is pretty simple How many practices do Julio and Tannehill need together before week one to make you feel comfortable? So let's just go ahead and answer this one through six. One through six, one practice through six practices, anything in between. How many do you guys need to see Julio and Tannehill together practicing for you to feel comfortable about this uh, in week one? But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. That's who you should go to to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. It could be to rent out your property to create extra cash flows for your inner family, which also creates long-term equity and long-term wealth. Again, renterswarehouse.com. Go there to find out how much your home can rent for, or if you're the rentee and need to find somewhere else to rent, they got plenty of inventory across the mid-state for you to find that perfect spot, renterswarehouse.com.
1: And i want to tell you about our friends at BetMGM because they've got a great deal going on for you right now. Today, if you download the BetMGM app and you use that promo code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world. Maybe you, you're always on Twitter and seeing people talk about parlays and, and the over and the under and all that. You're wanting to sort of dive into that world. This is a great way to do that with some insurance also, if you're a vet and you're just looking for a great deal to take advantage of or a new book to try out, uh, give BetMGM a try because this is that deal that you've been looking for. So BetMGM, promo code A to Z Sports, $1,000 risk-free bet. All
0: right, guys, here live on this Tuesday, the question is, how many practices do you need to see Julio and Taniel together to make you feel comfortable about week one? Because I, they haven't really practiced together, Luke, maybe since, what, August 2nd? And that's not an exaggeration. I, that's the day well, that Julio... Yeah, finished. because Julio
1: hasn't practiced. That's so. the day
0: Julio went down with that awkward fall, whatever you want to call it, the touchdown incident that somebody has mentioned. So <laughs> the August touchdown incident, August 2nd, which he dropped it. So it wasn't, it was the dropped touchdown yeah. incident. So August 2nd was the last time that Julio Jones and Ryan Tannehill practiced together. So how many practices do Julio and Tannehill need together before week one to make you feel comfortable? One through six, because they have... Uh, six practices basically uh, left before that week one. So team leader says three, James says three, Aaron just flat out zero. Steven wants to see all six, which would probably include today. And as of right now, Tannehill's still on the COVID list. Marquis says three, Van says three, Lane says two, Ken says five, uh, Chris says a dozen, which is impossible before week one. Scott says 12, Ethan says three, Billy says four, Aaron five. Louis doesn't care. He says none. Steph Dobbs says five. Legend on Twitch says three to four, and they're good to go. Jeff says six. Uh, Polly says five days would be nice to practice. Christopher says two. I think the most popular answer is three or four, which is obviously right there in the middle. Luke, what do you think about this? How many practices for Julio and Tannehill together before week one?
1: Man, it's really tough because this Titans offense is predicated on timing. Yeah, I forget who it was who said that the other day. It wasn't. It wasn't Downing. Someone. Someone brought that up after the game. But At the same time, like I just don't really care. <laughs> I, like I. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But
0: when Ryan Tannehill says last week, because. Tuesday was when Ryan Tannehill talked to us before he went on the COVID list. Yeah. And that was the first time Julio was out there, but he wasn't doing anything besides the jog through, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: Tannehill answered that, he, in his opinion, <clears throat> practice is important for them to get off to a good start this season.
1: So, like, when Tannehill comes off the COVID list, they'll practice next week. And so, what, three, two, three? But I'm, I'm not saying that in the sense that, like, If they don't get those two to three practices, it's over. Like, I think they're going to be okay. It's Julio freaking Jones we're talking about here. But, you know, for me, it's more of like if they don't practice next week, there's something wrong with Frank Danahill and the COVID stuff. So the sooner you get him out there, the better. Look, two practices is not going to fix this anyway, right? Yeah, This is something that is going to develop over the whole season. Look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. For the first six, seven games of the year, that those receivers were sort of lost playing with Tom Brady, and then they clicked. But they were winning games still. So look, I, Tannehill's going to click with AJ Brown. So it's not like you know they have to rely on that. He's going to have connections with other guys. It's not like Brady and the Bucks, where where there was no connection with anybody. Wow. I, two, two. I'll say two, two. Uh, I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't buy into the fact that it is like absolutely dire.
0: Yeah, so Titans for Life says it was Barkley who said the timing. That's uh, right, my uh, boy. So, so, yeah, Matt Barkley said that. So, Steven says, uh, Austin and Luke, even with Tannehill, even if Tannehill gets off the COVID list, something tells me we'll have to wait till week two at Seattle before the Tennessee Titans are at their best. And, like, you know, at their best is you probably won't get any team really at their best until a few games under their belt uh, just because it usually takes some time for the teams to get really ramped up. But, I mean, the point it's probably fair that Tannehill has missed now a week and who knows how much more he will miss uh, because of COVID. We don't know what his symptoms were like, are like, and we don't know how that will affect him coming back to play. Now, Anthony rush, who is the biggest player on the roster was on the COVID list for a handful of days, came back on Friday, played Saturday night, and he's the most big, he's the biggest guy. And so if he can go out there and play the next day, then you feel okay about Tannehill being able to go out there and be effective for the most part, but you never know. Each case is individual. So uh, you say two practices. I would like three. I would like three practices. So a standard
1: week of practice.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you know, I would like, I would like for Tannehill to be back as soon as possible. Right. I I think it would Mm -hmm. be good if Tannehill came back off the COVID list at some point, you know, this week and practices on Thursday, let's say. Because I also don't expect Julio Jones to practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday in a game week because rarely does somebody of Julio Jones' uh, stature and uh, prominence practice all three days in a game week. So I would say I would like to see three days of Tannehill and Julio practicing together before week one to make me feel comfortable.
1: Let me ask you this, Austin. You remember week one last year, that super late Monday night game at Denver – it was the first game. Yes, I, I remember
0: that I remember that game very vividly. No preseason,
1: night. right? And the right. offense was very, very clunky. I remember writing, they won. And I remember writing in my postgame column, I was like, they won, but they're not going to win any more games if they keep looking like that. And I remember I asked Vrabel after the game, I was like, What's there, what do you think there is to clean up? He's like, uh, a lot, even though they won the game. Do you think that they're in for a similar start? Because they had a preseason, but the Stars didn't play the old linemen did other than Ben Jones and and Davis. I can't remember, but no Tannehill, no AJ, no Julio, no Derek.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting point. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, I don't expect them to come out like gangbusters and put up 30 points in week one. If that's what you're saying. Now, if you remember what were their problems in that week one against Denver, it was, Scoring touchdowns because they attempted several field goals. <laughs> remember, because Gus didn't
1: make any of them. Well, they made he one. The last, made one. The last one, yeah. But he, he went yeah.
0: one for five. He, I, mean, I believe, he missed four kicks. So the Titans were moving the ball fine. They just were struggling to get in the end zone when it got down to the red zone and those key third down conversions to keep plays alive to avoid kicking field goals. Yeah, so, but they weren't.
1: They weren't very explosive. Like Derek kind of stunk. He were for I remember it was like. 30 carries for 90 yards and a touchdown or something. Like it wasn't – they yeah, weren't very yeah, it good. It was a –
0: because Denver uh, – granted, Denver did a really good job run blitzing the hell out of Derrick Henry's face. Uh And so he made him – they made – Denver made Henry earn every yard that night. And then, A.J., that was when he had the, the bone bruise that really popped up. And so he was limited. Corey Davis had 100 yards that night. But it was yeah. just – overall, It was it was just a weird – they were off. They couldn't sync up. When, but that,
1: that's what I'm asking. Are, are they yeah. in for that same thing? This, in, in, I mean, I don't think to days. that
0: detriment. I don't think they're going to score what 14 points or fifty. I think it was 13 points is all they scored, or maybe 16. I forget what that kicked field goal at a the Google end. Google search
1: can't solve. Let's see. Yeah,
0: I want to say it was like 16 to 14 was the final score, maybe. But anyway, um, I, I expect him to score 20 points. But that's you know they only scored that little points because they missed four field goals. 16,
1: 14.
0: God, I'm just sharp as a tack. Almost a year later, remember that stat off the final score off the top of my head. So uh so yeah, anyway, I just I feel like they're gonna be better than where they were a year ago because you know, you know, they had some work and Tannehill's, Tannehill didn't miss a day before this COVID list stuff. So I still feel like they'll be fine, but with Julio and Tannehill, that I believe will take a couple weeks, a couple game weeks for them to really get synced up. So that's why I, I would like to see them three practices for me to feel comfortable
1: yeah it's it's a good thing that you're good with final scores and and scores because I'm very much not like I couldn't have told you that I can't predict final scores I also don't allow myself to tweet score updates because I think it was 2019 three weeks in a row before I went to get something to eat during halftime I tweeted you know halftime scores this titans need to blah 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 Three weeks in a row, I tweeted the wrong score of a nice. game that I was at and watching. So nice. I, I, I stay away from the scores. Now.
0: All right, so week two, Titans beat the Jags 33 to 30. Week three, the Titans beat the Vikings, I want to say 31 to 29. Week four against Buffalo was 42 to 16. Week five against the Texans was a high scoring game. It was like 42 to 36 or something crazy. Uh, and well, then,
1: I mean you you were wrong about the Vikings. I, I
0: knew the Vikings I'd miss. It was like a two or three point game.
1: Yeah, they uh, the the Vikings game was 31-30.
0: 31-30. So I was one point off. I said you were right about
1: Jacksonville off. though. That was 33-30.
0: Buffalo is, was right 42-16, right?
1: Buffalo was um See, they're being weird to me. They're they're giving me the the wrong schedule, but Buffalo Buffalo was 42-16.
0: And then wasn't uh Houston 42 to 36?
1: Are you looking? No. Yeah cuz yeah, that was it.
0: And then and then 27-24 Steelers win. Yes. And then I don't remember.
1: Bengals. <laughs> Bengals. A loss.
0: Yeah, that, that's why I don't remember. I'm not Googling. My hands are free. This that is it.
1: unbelievable. I don't, like, and I have a suit, like a memory is one of my like sh- strengths, but I can't do that. I, I don't a know. memory
0: is not one of my strengths unless it's apparently final scores in the NFL draft. Okay, so let's go ahead and get uh, to what today is because Rob has asked several times how many more cuts the Titans have to make. I will tell you exactly how many more cuts the Titans have to make because they've already made one today. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends. Uh, let's see, who am I talking to you about right now? It's my friends, Calvin and Settle. Calvin and Settle, if you want to upgrade your hardwood floors, you go to calvinandsettle.com and have them come in and renovate your home, upgrade that flooring. Calvinandsettle.com. They've got great products of hardwood flooring, also, fantastic customer service. So, hardwood floors and finishings across the entire midst of Tennessee, 615 448 6414, calvinandsubtle.com.
1: And today, if you sign up with our friends at BetMGM and you give them the promo code you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk free bet of up to $1,000. And that's because BetMGM is the king of sports books.
0: All right, Luke. So, the Titans started today with an active roster of 70. And then they have nine players on the COVID list.
1: And And supposedly they're at 69 now. Yes.
0: And I was going to say, since we started the show, they cut running back uh, Hawkins, Javian Hawkins. Yes. And so now they're at 69, a nice looking roster there, but they still have, you know, 16 more players to cut, but 16 more players to cut does not count the nine that are on the COVID list. So I think this is a really – interesting situation and unique situation for the Titans, because I don't remember teams being in this situation last season with COVID where you had, where the Titans have legitimately six starters on the COVID list right now.
1: Yeah. Lazy Panda was the only COVID case they had to worry about at this point last year. Yeah.
0: Right. And so those well, so, so starters alone, Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Jeff Swain, Tannehill, and Harold Landry, there's five starters, plus guys from last year on the roster uh, that were Nick DeZubner and Jeremy McNichols, and then you have Justin March-Lillard and rookie Racy McMath. So that's nine guys. That's freeing up and allowing the Titans to have nine extra players that they don't yeah. have to cut today. And so Bobby says, when do post-cut waivers run? So here's the timeline of the situation. So we're in central time. So I'll keep it central time by 3 p.m. Today, every NFL team has to cut down to 53 players. Then the waiver period starts uh, the next day and they have until 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning to uh, acquire and pick up people off waivers. After 11 o'clock Wednesday, it's flat out free agency and then you can start building your 16 man practice squad. So again, with with nine players on the COVID list, the Titans don't have to cut as many players because they're showing 69 players in the roster when it it is actually 78, including the COVID list. So here are six guys I think Luke can benefit right now because of the COVID list situation. Yes, I think the most obvious is because Ryan Tannehill is still on the COVID list is the Titans do not have to make a decision on Logan Woodside or Matt Barkley. As of right now, unless Tannehill comes off the COVID list today, and I think you would prefer for him to come off the COVID list today, you would keep both Logan Woodside and Matt Barkley. Do you disagree?
1: I don't disagree, but but what I'm starting to think about is like you said, they get an extra day to, to make their decision. Like, what is an extra day of practice going to change how they feel about these guys?
0: No, it's it. All it does is it just tells us that uh, it just delays us knowing their, how they feel. It's not about the Titans making the decision; it's about the ability to not have to or cut like
1: players. Hold car or like hold it close to the chest. Almost. Yes.
0: Yes. And to of again, this is all about avoiding the first wave of yeah. the waivers, right?
1: You know, this is it's a very, very weird situation because in the past when they played four preseason games, cuts always take place on a Saturday yep. when when no one's there. Now they're making cuts not only in the middle of the week, but on a day that they're practicing. Like I, I'm trying to find the time. The Titans practice today. From 2.15 to 2. And 12, so, like, or yeah. at 2 p.m., are we going to be reporting, you know, here, these 20 people weren't at practice today, or will they practice? And then on their way back into the building, John Robinson's just going to be standing at the door handing out pink slips. Like, how exactly is that going to work?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but it's very fascinating uh, to figure out. But you know, I'm, my guess is that we, we're going to learn because, you know, Rashid says how many people need to get cut now to, make, to get down to 53. 16. Yeah, but and that when, doesn't when, count when uh, guys
1: when guys get cut, it gets leaked fairly quickly through agents. So I don't think we're gonna show we're up gonna, to practice yeah, today and hit. there's gonna be 20 people not there, and we're like, well, where did they go? I mean, I, that's not gonna happen.
0: My guess is when practice starts at 12:15, we're gonna know who gets cut. Yeah, I, probably. I, I would I would guess because here's also the thing: if a player gets hurt in this practice, and then the Titans have to waive an injured. That's just going to cost the Titans money. <laughs> so th- if they are going to cut somebody, they're not going to let that guy practice on that day uh, because that could just it, it creates opportunity to go wrong. So I think Logan Woodside, Matt Barkley, those guys benefit from the COVID list situation with Tannehill. I think Makai Sargent is a big benefactor of the COVID list as well because we the, again the Titans don't have to announce the decision that they that they make on McNichols or Sargent because Jeremy McNichols is also on the COVID list. And so McKay Sargent benefits from this, and Brian Hill went to injured reserve. So there's not another running back that makes sense.
1: What are you laughing at? Well, people are making fun of me deservingly in the comments because apparently I said they're practicing from 2.15 to 2. Yep, that's <laughs>
0: exactly right. Bob,
1: exactly. Bobby says Frable's making them practice for 23 hours and 45 minutes. 12.15 yeah. to 2. That's what yeah. I meant to say.
0: 12.15 to 2. Um, so then I think the three other guys outside of Barkley, Woodside, Sargent, the three other guys that benefit the most from the Titans' COVID situation of not getting cut today, these three wide receivers Cam Batson, your favorite, Mason Kinsey. Uh, My favorite. Mason, no, what? You, as you, as in the audience's favorite, okay. Mason Kinsey, and Des Fitzpatrick because those guys don't have to find out their fate today because of the COVID situation. So six guys, six guys that I think benefit the most, Woodside, Barkley, Sargent, Batson, Kinsey, Des Fitzpatrick. Do you agree or disagree with that?
1: I, I don't disagree because with nine people being on the COVID list, you have nine guys who will eventually get caught that stick around until the COVID list is empty and slowly but surely um, you get to uh, bring guys, take those yeah. guys and out. You know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. Yes, yes. And so it's a slow leak, right? It's like one guy comes off the COVID list and I'm sure somebody might go on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. And so here's another good point that Kevin brings up. Do you think Reynolds goes to injured reserve right after making no, the fifty three? No,
1: I don't. I don't know where all of this is coming from. Well, I know he's hurt just because you're hurt doesn't mean you go on injured reserve. Like, why are we just instantly taking him out for the first two months of the season in everyone's mind? Well it's because
0: like, he hasn't practiced or hasn't really done anything. And when he does do something, he usually ends practicing, goes inside because he got hurt again. Like it's the fact just cut that cut him. No, what well, no, you don't want to cut him. You just want to have him make the 53. Here's the, again, the beauty of this. You have now Dez, Kenzie, Batson make the 53 with Reynolds. And then as somebody comes off the COVID list, you can put Reynolds on IR. And now you don't have to cut somebody else.
1: Now, I just Bobby brings up a good point. There's a three-week IR again this year. Is that true? I had totally forgotten that that was the thing last year.
0: Right. So, which
1: is why the Adore Jackson thing was so confusing.
0: Yeah. This whole thing is confusing because of the COVID situation. But I, I do think this is a, an opportunity for the Titans to hide players who they would typically cut today to not get picked apart uh, by other rosters. Uh, Steel Titans says Achilles injuries don't heal fast. And if you cut him, you still have to pay him. Exactly. Yeah, and that,
1: that makes infinitely more sense to me now that yeah, truck says you all right today, Luke. I'm I'm hanging in there now that yeah. I've been corrected on the rule. That makes infinitely more sense. Like I I thought all these people because I've seen lots of fans saying we'll just put Reynolds on IR. And now that makes sense for Des Fitzpatrick if you have a you know mystery injury because you're not going to use him. But you want Josh Reynolds out there, part of the Titans offense. And so I thought all of these fans were just saying. You screw Josh Reynolds, take him out for two months. I'm like, what? But three weeks, I, I can I can I can vibe with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so it's just all about playing chess and maneuvering your pieces the best way you possibly can, and not having guys get stolen off the waiver wire after you have to cut. So they have they have 16 players to cut today remaining after they cut Hawkins the running back earlier this morning. So Amy asks, when do they start coming off the COVID? Uh, off the COVID list, how do they count the ten days? Luke, can you answer that at all? I mean, everything's case by case, but I'll let uh, you answer Amy's question.
1: Yeah. So the thing about the COVID list that I actually learned yesterday is, um, there. So you, the team does not control who is on the COVID list. It's not like you know, you go on the COVID list and then John Robinson decides when to bring you back. Which is what makes the Isaiah Wilson thing from last year so interesting—that like they didn't just keep him on; like he must have kept getting exposed. I don't—we don't know the answer to that question, really, Amy, and it's unfortunate. Vrabel was given a chance to answer it yesterday in his press conference on Zoom. He was asked, "So is it, you know, ten days and then you're back on the eleventh day, or is it you come back on the tenth day?" And Vrabel's like, "Well, I won't be there today, so we're gonna take it day to day." It's like that that was a that was a foolish answer. But I, we don't know and you can blame the, the head coach for that, Amy.
0: But again, we do know that you have to pass or have two negative covid tests in a 48-hour span to yes. then return. And so that if that happens first and that it could be, you know, 4 days and you're off the list or whatever it might might, send, might, might make sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it is it is confusing. All right, so let's ask this question to everybody. Cuz I just gave six players that I think benefit the most from the covid list situation of not getting cut right now. So I want to ask you guys the question, which of these six guys, and I'll relist them again, which of these six guys do you think has the best chance to stick around uh, on the Titans roster? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the bone and joint Institute bone and the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever You have an injury that happens in life. Make sure you know where to go and who to count on to get you back to health. And that's the Bone and Joint Institute with over a dozen doctors uh, there at their beautiful facility in Franklin. They can take care of any problem that happens, whether it's your foot, ankle, all the way up to your spine, neck, head injuries, knee, hip, whatever it might be. They've got you covered. Boneandjointtn.org.
1: And today, if you sign up for our friends at BetMGM, download the app, give them that promo code you see there, A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000.
0: Yep. Visit BedMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be president of Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. So which of these six Titans do you think uh, benefits the most from this COVID situation? Now, the six guys are... The two quarterbacks, Woodside and Barkley, and which do you think has the longer, has the best chance to stick around? Excuse me. So Woodside, Barkley, Mackay, Sargent, Batson, Kinsey, Dez. Those, those are the six. Which of the six do you think has the best chance to stick around?
1: Are we saying stick around like permanently, or stick around like past today? That
0: will, you know, I think they, they all
1: stick around past today.
0: Well, yeah, but it's like throughout they have the the longest. Who will be the last man standing yeah.
1: of, of these six? Right. Well, they'll mean, the last man standing will be Woodside because he's he's in. But I don't like. I don't know that it really benefits the quarterback. It's just sort of like they I, uh, they live. I think in it Limbo allows them to stash,
0: It allows them to stash one of these guys on the practice squad.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't know that it really benefits Des Fitzpatrick because he's he may get screwed out of this and 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 not get a chance to play on another active roster and have to go to the practice squad. Um, I'm, for me, it's between Kinsey and Sargent. Okay, and make I'm the gonna case,
0: make the case for Kinsey.
1: Kinsey, I just think the more reps you can get, the more chances you can get, the better. Even if it's just a couple of days. And he is someone again, that that was out of football all of last year. He was not on the practice squad at any point. And so I think having a couple of extra days to stick around could, could result in him being able to stick around for the season on the practice squad and, and keep taking steps forward toward eventually being on either the Titans or another team's active roster. And Makai Sargent really stood out in that second preseason game. He wasn't very good in the third one. Um, But like I, I guess any similar logic, any day that he's around is a good thing for him. So, and, and like I said with the quarterbacks, I don't know that it, maybe for Barkley, I, but I, I'm going to go with those two guys.
0: All right, so I'm going to read some comments here. Uh, let's see, Aaron says Batson is on the roster. It benefits Kenzie. I don't think Ken Batson's locked on the roster, but Luke, like I said on Friday during our roster breakdown show, Ken Batson, it would like going to do something crazy to get uh, on this team, right? And yeah. what did you do? He balled out the damn preseason game. But again, that doesn't matter. Like, like players having good stats in the preseason doesn't matter. Ask Zach Mettenberger. He led the NFL in passing yards in the preseason as a rookie, and he sucked out loud as a quarterback made for the his team. entire NFL career. Yeah, he made the team because they drafted him in the sixth round as a quarterback. Starting quarterback
1: is, by the end of the season.
0: But that was because of the Titans just being trashed and it was <laughs> anything to do with uh, Zach Metberger's preseason stats.
1: Um, so Kobe makes a good point here. Mason Kinsey is a 4-3 guy. Why wouldn't they keep him?
0: Yeah, that's just a, a debate that we'll never find out the actual answer to. And the G-Man asks, is Barkley even worth stashing on the practice squad?
1: Yes. That's a good question. I, I, yes, I- he is. Why? Why are you so adamant about that? Is it a COVID thing? Like, not a, not. why is a quarterback worth stashing, but why is this quarterback worth stashing?
0: Well, because he came in mid-training camp, picked up your offense well, had some solid play in the preseason. Obviously, he made a terrible throw and terrible decision uh, on Saturday to lead to the interception, but he's one of the most capable, like, quarterbacks that could be available to stash in your practice squad. Like, Yes, absolutely. Like to have him who's had game experience, he's thrown for what, 4,000 yards in this league. He's thrown uh, a lot of interception in this league. But again, for a guy who understands your offense to be stashed in the practice squad during this COVID situation, yeah, it's a big benefit because yeah. he's better than Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser was the COVID uh, break glass in <laughs> case of emergency quarterback last year. And that guy was awful. And so he, so Barkley is better than. Kaiser, he's better than Trevor Simeon they tried out last year. He's better than Cole McDonald. He's better than anybody else they've had to battle Woodside over the last couple of years. So, yeah, he's worth stashing.
1: I think that makes sense. That's a good argument. Thank you.
0: Truck says has, has Zach a really good ever said time. that before? That did I, did I, did he agrees and makes a really good point? Yeah. Okay, occasionally. It happens sometimes. Uh, ben, who is the backup kicker in case of COVID?
1: I don't know. That's don't a good question. One.
0: They don't they have, have one. one. And that's, we'll yes, find Kowski. out. Yeah. We'll find out if, uh, if they do well, put a kicker on their COVID on their uh, practice squad
1: too. Let me say this about the emergency quarterbacks different. Cause you got to know the system and all that, but the reason you had to have an emergency kicker in 20, uh, 2020 was because there was these uh, very intensive entrance protocols, like to sign someone they had to go through two weeks of testing and quarantine. And it was very laborious. And, and if someone gets hurt, in practice on a Monday, you couldn't have a replacement in on Sunday. If you're vaxxed, now that's gone. So I don't know that they need a replacement kicker Yeah, on there's the not that
0: board. onboarding process uh, that they had a year ago that complicated so many different things. And if you're vaccinated, there's no game day testing. And yeah. so you don't have that, oh, crap, we just had somebody test positive on a game day morning. Uh, Got to pull somebody up from the practice squad. So that's that helps uh, – alleviate some of those things again. So my answer to this question, I think is this helps Makai Sargent. I think Makai Sargent, the longer that Jeremy McNichols is not available, the more opportunity and the better chance that Makai Sargent has of sticking around. That's and a good it's point. just, he, he gets a better opportunity to uh, process mentally of the one thing that he has to show that he can do is pass protection. If Makai Sargent can prove that he has picked up and is progressing in pass protection, then now Jeremy McNichols is no longer relevant or needed. Now, can Makai Sargent do that over the next week before Nichols McNichols comes off the COVID list? I have no idea. But I do think Makai Sargent uh, has the best chance of sticking around outside of whoever wins the actual backup quarterback job because that's kind of the obvious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm already seeing on on Twitter is I just I got an alert about a Titans thing, ended up being something we already knew. Is every player that is getting cut, there is someone on around the league, like because there have been several already, there's someone saying, This guy's not gonna make it through waivers. This is the day every well, two things happen on this day. First of all, people act like every player who gets cut is some like game changing piece who is going to get stolen away from someone else when we forget there's a reason that that person got cut, and we overrate these guys. But number two, this is a PSA to everybody. Please avoid the Derrick Henry has made the team. AJ (laughs) Brown has made it. Please just spare us. Please spare the world from that.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right. A to Z sports here live on this Tuesday. It is time. Luke. For Tuesday Sports Trivia, we got 10 questions I'm going to run through. We're going to try our best uh, to have as good a record as we can as a team. We are all on the same team. Me, Luke, and all of you guys on the same team for Tuesday Sports Trivia. The only rule – well, there's two rules. One, no Googling. Two, no texting or phoning a friend. You can only use the people that you're in the vicinity of in real life. So, Tuesday Sports Trivia – but first, let me tell you about Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Uh, that is where you should turn to get a new a new vehicle. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you go to find out all their inventory and to check out what Payne Bone and his team can do for you in your search for a new car. If they don't have what you got there, they will work their tails off to help you get it for you. They are looking to find the right car, the right ride for you. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Drive out to Lebanon. Exit 236 off I-40 right there in Lebanon. It's a great drive. It's a great place to go with Payne and his team at WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
1: And when you get your Wilson County Hyundai, you can drive home and sign up for the BetMGM app. Give them the promo code A to Z Sports. You see it on your screen there. And they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000.
0: That's right. All right, Luke, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. I'm Here, Yeah, I'm you pumped. are.
1: Well, it feels like the past few times – the past two times that i did trivia the first one we were rushed because we were trying to get to practice the second one i was rushed because i had to use the bathroom like incredibly badly and so i was just trying to get through the questions but oh, i'm ready wow. to take my time today and put in a a great effort and, ha- and and hopefully go 10 and 0
0: well welcome back dustin who says he's back for trivia after a week vacation hope you enjoyed your vacation all right so <clears throat> so um These Again, let us know if we've had these questions because typically Zach is the question asker and finder, uh, and I'm usually Luke's role, but uh, if we've had these questions, let us know. So uh, we're starting Major League Baseball. Tom Seaver pitched for which Major League Baseball team in 1975? Tom Seaver pitched for what baseball team in 1975?
1: Yeah, my MLB knowledge only goes back to, like, 2015. I don't know a whole lot about baseball 2015, history.
0: 2015, this is, like, 40 yeah. years before that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Alex I'm going to need some assistance.
0: Alex Doherty says Mets, and a lot of people are saying Mets. Ed says Reds, but, I mean, now we're getting a lot of Reds answers. I'm
1: going to trust Alex. I feel like he would know. So
0: Alex is a uh, sports card guy, and yeah. so I feel like sports card guys should know this answer. Yes. And he already said to lock it in with final A to Z. So is that Luke, you have the final A to Z power. What do you do here?
1: I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say final A to Z, the New York Mets.
0: The answer is the New York Mets. We're all play one and oh, start, uh, uh, I think we already had that question. So uh, here's another question that Alex should know how many Chicago Blackhawks were voted into the 2015 all-star game. How many Chicago Blackhawks were voted into the 2015 NHL all-star game?
1: Yeah, that is an Alex question. It's definitely not. So let's just take
0: Patrick Kane, um, why am I blanking? I got, you're so I,
1: confident when you started that you're like, yeah, Patrick Kane. Okay, there's
0: one. Uh, Taves, Jonathan Taves. That's that's the name I was looking for, Jonathan Taves. Uh, so Duncan Keith, Corey Crawford. Um,
1: I see three. I see four. I see five. I see six. There's not really a consensus. Out 2015
0: there. 2015 is when they were like freaking loaded, right? Like 2015 is that. That uh, three cup team, right? Daniel says his guess would be where'd it go? My guess would be three Kane, Taves, and Keith.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are saying oh, what about five. Marion Hosa.
0: Marion Hosa. helpful was really if you good. name
1: the five because that's so kind of Kane, point, Taves,
0: yeah. Keith, Crawford, Hosa. That that would be the five. What or do you Brandon think? Brandon Sa- Seth. Sa- Four or Sa- five? Seabrook. Uh, I mean, there's see, there's a lot of really good players on that Blackhawks team.
1: Yeah, four. I, or think, five, I think four or five sounds the most right based on the logic I'm hearing.
0: Monsoon says five. Lock it in. Do we go? Monsoon is a hockey guy. Okay. Right, you want to go five? Final answer five. The answer five. All right. I don't know which ones. They didn't list them, but the answer was five. All right, I don't think we've had this one either. Which Italian player – no, we have had that. Never mind, because the answer is Gallinari. Uh, um, So, ooh, this is also something Luke probably can't help us with, but you guys probably can. (laughs) Which Florida Marlin scored the winning run in Game 7 of the 1997 World Series? Which Florida Marlin scored the game-winning run – In game seven of the 97 world series.
1: Yeah, I'm lost. Like I said, I'm a big baseball fan, but I don't know the history very well.
0: I literally asked this question for the, for the chat. So far, I see Craig council from Ronnie Sneed, Edgar Renteria, Edgar Renteria. We're getting Edgar Renteria uh, answers. That's pretty wild. I mean, do is it Edgar Renteria?
1: I, I, that's the only one I've seen twice. Here's a, here's, a, here's a third time. A
0: third Edgar. Don't
1: I think I him. say we lock that in, unless you have a, a better idea, Austin.
0: Greg says he thinks Craig uh, Council had the hit.
1: Well, now Alex says he's doubting it.
0: Preston says Council lock it in. Josh says he missed the question. I'll read it again. Which Florida Marlins scored the game-winning run in Game 7 of the 1997 World
1: Series? Yeah, we have a lot of people saying that they think Renteria drove in the run.
0: I've seen both. I've seen people say that Craig Council had made the hit to drive in the run and then Renteria. So,
1: Renteria or Council, what do you think, Austin?
0: Let's just think. Was it a white guy that crossed home plate or not?
1: I, I have no idea.
0: I say we go Renteria.
1: Let's do it. Lock it in. Final A to Z. All right. Trade council. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that was close.
1: Oh uh, man. Uh,
0: see, Eric just said Renteria had the uh, the single, so the hit was Edgar. All right, so uh, we're two and one, two and one here on this Tuesday sports trivia. Um. Ooh, I don't know this singer Taylor Swift appeared in a commercial proclaiming her fandom for which team one more time singer Taylor Swift appeared in a commercial proclaiming her fandom for which team wouldn't it be the
1: Titans I don't know is it it which team and is this NFL or is there
0: Just, just oh hockey it does say hockey okay
1: Predators she, sounds too obvious. I, I don't see. Think...
0: Or is it like an LA team? It, it is a hockey team because it does say hockey up next to the category.
1: Okay. I don't, I don't think it's predators. I.
0: It's gotta be the Preds.
1: I don't know. I, something tells She's me. She's that lived everywhere. Uh, right. So
0: it's really difficult, but she like went to school and stuff for the majority of her life.
1: Yeah. Hendersonville. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I I think Preds is the best. I think we have to go Preds.
1: Okay, let's go with the Predators. It's Uh, not going to be the the Predators. The answer
0: is the Nashville Predators. Okay, so we almost overthought the hell out of that one. So, all right, we're (laughs) three and one in that. All right, I got to find – All right, which tennis star won back-to-back Wimbledon titles – In 2000 and 2001, which tennis star (laughs) won back-to-back Wimbledon titles when Luke was like three years old? No, in uh, in year 2000 and 2001, which tennis star won back-to-back Wimbledons?
1: Is this men's or women's?
0: It does not say.
1: Okay, wow. It
0: says, let's talk Titans. We talked Titans for 45 straight minutes. And now we're doing trivia.
1: Yeah. uh, Roger Federer, Venus Williams. Williams, that's not helpful. You need to specify which one, please. Let's see. Serena.
0: It doesn't say male or female.
1: Serena, that would
0: be – she would be so young, wouldn't she?
1: I I, I don't know how old she is.
0: Do we have any uh, any – people that feel uh, confident on this. Kalen's Federer, Federer. Do we just go Federer?
1: Yeah, I, I guess. But I'm seeing a lot of Venus Williams too, not Serena. Venus,
0: because Venus was better earlier.
1: I think it's Venus or Federer.
0: Pauly says, And, and I'm leaning Venus bad.
1: Williams. I have seen that one too, though, a few times.
0: All right, Luke. I'm gonna put it this on put this on you to make a decision.
1: Mm, I'm gonna go with Venus Williams. Final A to Z.
0: The answer is Venus Williams.
1: Okay, very no, so nice. we
0: got it right. So we're four and one. We're halfway through Titan, uh, Tuesday trivia. I'll try to find more NFL and NBA stuff. Make it better for everybody. Again, I'm not very good at finding the questions. I've only done it like three times. All right, so before I get to the last five, we're four and one. They've they've been tough, but we've done good. We're four and one through five questions. Real quick, let me tell you about Mandu, the pulse of fitness. One 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. And also, if you sign up after your first free workout, if you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, then they'll give you $100 off your first month of workouts. So if you sign up after that first free workout, tell them a to Z sent you a hundred dollars off your first month right there at mandu.com back here doing tight uh, Tuesday sports trivia. Well, yeah, the chat is five and oh because the chat did say Craig council uh, when we went with Edgar Renteria. So let's see if I can find some more uh, like football type questions. All right. Who did the New York jets draft in the first round of the 2018 draft? Who did the New York Jets draft in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft? One more time. Who did the Who did the New York Jets draft in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft?
1: 2018. Well, let's let's go back to so 2021. Zach Wilson. 2020. Uh, big tackle Mackay Becton. Twenty. 20- Let's see twenty the the Jamal Adams year was the Corey Davis year that was, was twenty seventeen.
0: So the answer is Sam Darnold.
1: No, I don't yeah. think so. Yes. Uh,
0: twenty because the Corey Davis draft when they took uh, Jamal Adams sixth was the Mitch Trubisky draft twenty eighteen. After that was the year. Yeah, where- it,
1: it would have been it would have been Darnold. You're right.
0: Sam Darnold, final A to Z, right? Sam Darnold, that's the answer. So we're 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 five and one.
1: <laughs> you didn't even let me one. put it in.
0: Well already I, I knew it once I started asking it. Um let's see. More see if I can find more good questions that we haven't had. This is where it gets tough because now I just going to load more questions and Scroll through. Um we've already had that. I'm gonna have to have Zach from the new website. Um dang. These are I'm not having much luck because we've had a lot of these questions. Um these are stupid. Like, Austin, what?
1: I hate to interrupt, but we have some breaking news in the NFL, like breaking, breaking news. Oh, yeah? The New England Patriots just released Cam Newton.
0: Oh, wow. I'll let you react to that while I try to find <laughs> some questions to ask everybody.
1: Well, it means that they made what should have been an obvious choice, is that is that Mac Jones is going to be their quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones was clearly better in the preseason – uh, he he looked very sharp, very accurate, very poised in the pocket, which is exactly what he did at Alabama, um, and and he was clearly better than Cam Newton, who had the the COVID debacle and and on top of that is just not a, a shell of his former self. So Mac Jones is going to be the successor to uh, Tom Brady now.
0: Very interesting. I mean, just to flat out cut Cam Newton is interesting. I, you know. Did Cam want to stick around as a backup? It sounds like he probably didn't. So very interesting. Uh, well, I
1: think I think we knew it was headed in this direction when, because all offseason, Belichick is like, "Cam's our quarterback. Cam's our quarterback. Cam's our quarterback." Uh, and then uh, you know, one of the Patriots beat guys asked after that preseason game. He's like, "So are you? Are you? Will you name a Week One starting quarterback?" I'm assuming that reporter thought he was just going to say, "Yeah, Cam's our quarterback." And he said, "We're still working through that decision." And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yep." Yep, it's over.
0: So, will Cam, and uh, Cam Myatt brings up, will Cam be going to the Texans?
1: I would, I would, you know, What I'm ready for is all the comments. Get Woodside out of here and bring in Cam Newton to be the backup. Because th- those comments are coming. Oh, there's hey. one. <laughs> there we go,
0: already. So, Cam Newton was cut, and I, and I did find two questions, okay? Uh, the first one that we're going to go through is um, – in 2001, Priest Holmes made the NFL Pro Bowl for which team? I want to say the Chiefs, no? I think it's the Chiefs. Pretty sure it's the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say Kansas City. Lock, lock it, it in. in, final A to Z.
0: Kansas City Ch- Chiefs, we're 6-1. Right. We're 6-1. Um, who was the MVP for the Super Bowl game played in... In February of
1: 2014.
0: February 2014. The MVP, the Super Bowl MVP in this in the game, so the season of 2013 season, 2014 Super Bowl. Um, Which I believe was Seahawks Broncos and they blew uh, out.
1: Malcolm Smith. That's who it was. Final Malcolm Smith. Are you sure? I'm I'm positive.
0: Mal so you want to lock that in? Yeah. You're right. Malcolm Smith.
1: Because he picked six Peyton Manning and no one else in that game really did anything. Percy Harvin
0: though- had that return.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was a boring Super Bowl. Like that was one where you just talk to friends and get a pizza and turn it off at halftime.
0: <laughs> All right. So I believe we're at seven and one now. We've got two more questions. Yep. All right, this is a hockey. Which seven-time Norris Trophy winner retired from the NHL in 2012?
1: 2012. Alexander Radulov?
0: No. Seven-time Norris winner is the Defensive (laughs) Player of the Year.
1: I'm getting raked over the coals right now. Luke stepped his game up. Luke finally contributed (laughs) on the Malcolm Smith question.
0: Um. Apparently Ant is just getting in fights with people in the comment section.
1: So which seven-time <laughs>
0: Norris champion or trophy winner retired in 2012?
1: Uh, let's see. Lemieux. <laughs> I think he meant Nicholas Lidstrom. Yeah, Lid- Lidstrom. <laughs> Correction. Lidstrom. Alex says Lidstrom.
0: Monsoon says Lidstrom. It, Kyle, I'm gonna go. Kyle, you're
1: a little late to the party, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we know Titans, Kyle. Um, uh, I I do think. Uh, oh, Bobby says that Ant is organizing a fight club at the Cardinals game. That's. <laughs> I think we're gonna follow along with Monsoon and go with Nick Lindstrom.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Final A to Z. Is
0: that what we're doing? Yes. Because. Alex says that's when he was started. The Red Wings started sucking. Does that mean Lindstrom, Alex?
1: Yeah, that's what Alex said. That was Alex.
0: So that's final A to Z. The answer is Nicholas Lindstrom. Okay. So we've got, we're what? Eight and one?
1: Yes. Which means we have one more to match our record from the last time that I was here.
0: Who was named NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in
1: 2002?
0: 2002. Oh, man. NFL Rookie of the Year 2002.
1: See, unlike baseball, I know NFL history, but that's just a little too obscure.
0: Ed Reed's a good answer.
1: That's a good guess. How does the timeline match up there? Ed Reed retired in 2013.
0: It's that would have been accurate.
1: only an 11-year career.
0: Julius Peppers is also a good answer.
1: I'm going to go Julius Peppers. I think that's a better answer than Ed Reed. I feel like Ed Reed.
0: Titans for Life says we've had this one. It's Peppers. So should I find the new question?
1: We should find a new question.
0: The answer is Julius Peppers. So we have had that question. All right, doesn't count. Um,
1: Wait, this, this guy said Ravens middle linebacker like Ray, Ray Lewis.
0: Lewis. No. Ray Lewis played in the <laughs> 90s, guys.
1: See, this is hard. Yeah, wait, th- was was Ed Reed not on the 2000 Ravens? I don't think he was.
0: Cuz he played at Miami in those early 2000s teams.
1: So they took the greatest defense in NFL history and added a Hall of Famer. He was like, on cuz Ed
0: Reed just- was on that Miami championship
1: team. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> oh man, this is why I hate, I hate doing this part of the thing.
1: <laughs> I can take over next time.
0: If you want to, but you don't know all the different questions that we've had.
1: That's true. That is And there's true. some,
0: and there's some really dumb questions. Like what color is the seam on a baseball? real red. <laughs> um, what, what's the name of the major league soccer club based in San Jose? Earthquakes. Really?
1: Yes. Lock oh. it in final easy. i did did not that's
0: correct all right nine and one (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll wrap up this show with a joke cam newton has just signed with bishop sycamore
1: (laughs) i tried to get austin to let's talk about bishop sycamore today oh
0: my god so that's great great joke there uh alex but the bishop sycamore is a ridiculous story so, all right, guys, hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Roster cuts will be leaking out from the Titans over the next several hours, so make sure uh, you stay tuned with uh, all of our social media to stay up-to-date on Titans roster cuts as we approach 3 o'clock Central Time, which is that deadline. Buck Rising will have all of your reaction to roster cuts at 8 o'clock. A Z eSports primetime tonight. That's 8 o'clock Central Time. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a good one. Thanks.